Okay, Liz, here's some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs, you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems, and you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. Hey, so uh, the 102 story pitch call, it got pushed 45 minutes. Oh, great. We need more time. All right. Let's figure out who's saying what. You're saying everything. (laughs) I don't think so. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., and with me is my high school friend and writing partner of 18 years, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In this episode, we'll talk about the importance of leading with enthusiasm. Did that sound enthusiastic enough? Well, that's not bad. Keep working on it. <laughs> we'll also talk to Stephen Tyler O'Connor and Drew Moreland of the Awesome Assistance Facebook group. And we have a very Hollywood, Hollywood hack and a particularly topical celebrity sighting. Yes, but first, a couple updates. The first one is crazy exciting, Liz. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. I can't believe I'm about to say this. Thank you to all of our listeners because we just hit 2 million downloads. Yeah. And Sarah, what's insane about that fact is that we just hit a million downloads in January. Yeah. So we're people are just must be telling friends and friends telling friends. So thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. For spreading the word about Happier in Hollywood, for listening. Um, please keep doing what you're doing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to three million. Even yes. faster. Yes, that's right. We can do it. All right. And then secondly, we're going to have uh, Michael Melcher on the show in a few weeks. Michael is a big time executive coach. He has clients in media, technology, banking, law, you name it. Um, And he suggested before he comes on that we take the Enneagram test. Yeah. And the Enneagram is a personality test that categorizes you as one of nine distinct personality types. And Michael had an opinion about what he thought we would each be. (laughs) Um, And we'll reveal if he was right or not when he's on. Um, But he's going to talk to us about how a person's type impacts their leadership skills, which, of course, we're very interested in. Very. Um, So we want you all to take the test with us if this is interesting to you. Um, So you can kind of hear what Michael has to say about all these different types and how they would be applicable to you as well. Yes, so that'll be fun. We love personality tests. (laughs) Okay, Sarah, let's dive into our segment from the treadmill desk of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And today it's 
Lead with enthusiasm. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, enthusiasm is so important in everything you do, obviously. Yeah. Um, but work especially, and I think we forget that sometimes. Yeah, we are so sort of mired in what we're doing on a day-to-day that we forget to step back and, like, show everybody that we like it and we're enthusiastic about it. We're just, like, caught in the details. Mm -hmm. And we know we're enthusiastic because we know our own minds. But you have to translate that enthusiasm to the outside world, the outside world being um, the people who, you know— you're sort of dealing with beyond the small room of our office. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully the writers all know we're excited. Yes. Hopefully they're seeing us be excited every day. Yes. Uh, but this came up recently because we had a sort of a big milestone in the fix's life. Yes. Um, we had our first story area pitch uh, for the season. So um, for those of you who don't know, there's sort of three steps um, to a script. They're big steps. There's a story area, an outline, and a script. And the first step, so the first step is the story area, and that's sort of the broad idea. This is what this episode is going to be. These are the themes. These are some big, juicy moments. This is how we get in. This is how we get out. Um, And you have to get that approved by the studio and the network before you go to outline. Yes. And so it was our first one, and it was a big deal. It would have been, you know, verging on catastrophic had they not liked it. Yes. uh, Yes. Catastrophic is a good word. Yeah. Sort of psychologically and emotionally for us. And then just in terms of the calendar and all the things we need to do by the time we start shooting. Yes. And so we loved our story that we were pitching. But you sort of reminded me and Marsha right before we got on the phone. You're like, (laughs) guys, let's lead with enthusiasm. Let's let them know that we love this story. Yes. Um, So that they feel like we're we're about to pitch something that we love, not something we're lukewarm on, which (laughs) is never a good idea. Which would be bad. (laughs) Uh, And so that's what we did. I mean, we really put a lot of energy and enthusiasm and passion into the pitch. And and it really mattered, I think. Well, I think it set the right tone mm-hmm. for the call. And it was, uh, spoiler alert, a very successful call. They loved the story area. They approved it on the spot. So now we're off on outline. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, and it just made us realize, okay, let's make sure we don't, as we get more tired right. and more stressed and more overwhelmed, let's not forget to lead with enthusiasm. Yes. You know, I think one reason people don't want to lead with enthusiasm um, is that they fear it comes off as cheesy. Mm-hmm. For sure. You yeah. know, like, we're too cool for school. We're not going to sit here and be, like, cheerleading our own right. project. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that is a risk <laughs> now that you mention it. Um, so how do you avoid that? Um, how do you avoid that? Well, I is think it, it's authenticity. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing, just being genuine. Yeah. If it's real enthusiasm, real passion, people can tell. Yeah. If it's fake, they can also probably tell. And by the way, if we have a call where we're going to have to fake enthusiasm down the road, we should cancel the call. Good point. Oh my gosh, that's right. That, that just feels like, like that goes in the uh, in the books. Yeah, we need to write that down somewhere. We need another day. Yes. If we're faking it, we have to stop. So let's make that one of our missions: never to fake enthusiasm. That's a good mission. Because okay. if we are, that means the story is wrong, or that means it's not the right person to cast, mm-hmm. or that means whatever it is we're trying to sell is not the right product. Yeah. 
I love that. All right. We've just had an insight. We've had an insight. Sarah had an insight, and then I glommed on. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I mean, I think this is true not just in Hollywood, but anyone who works with clients or has to sell something yeah. or is selling, you're selling yourself. I mean, it's always best to let people know that you're enthusiastic about what you're doing so that they can feel like, oh, good, I'm about to go on a fun ride. Right. Yes. Malaise is not a good selling tool. (laughs) (laughs) Typically not. (laughs) All right. We'll leave it with that. Malaise is not a good selling tool. (laughs) Coming up, we're going to talk to two awesome assistants. But first, an ad break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Liz, now we're going to interview Stephen Tyler O'Connor and Drew Moreland. Stephen started the group Awesome Assistance in 2011, and Drew has been an admin since 2014. It's a secret group exclusively for Hollywood assistants. No actors, no interns, no spies. Um, (laughs) It's meant to be a resource for entertainment assistants, whether they need contact information, recommendations, or just someone to vent to. And the group now has over 8,000 members. We know at least two of our assistants and past assistants are in the group. Yeah, it's huge. Drew, Stephen, you guys, welcome. Thank you so much for coming to Happier in Hollywood. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've been hearing about Awesome Assistance for a while now. For years. And we're <laughs> so intrigued because nothing like this existed when we started in the business. Had it existed, we would have, of course, wanted to be a part of it. Yes. Um, so first tell us what made you want to start this group. Uh, well, about, wow, a long, a long time ago, <laughs> I was working at NBC. And, you know, you when you work in casting, that's what my day job is. You talk to agents and agents assistants every day, but especially in New York, like I could walk by them every day and have no idea who they are. So I started actively reaching out to our covering agents and our covering assistants being like, hey, let's go get drinks. Let's get to know one another. And it just sort of helps then when they're calling you. And if they're calling you with something that's maybe annoying you once you have a personal context with them, you know, like, oh, it's probably not them. It's probably their boss. Oh, and it, it sort of yes. just like helps uh, smooth the wheels between everybody. Um, so then it, I started doing that weekly and I was like, oh, we should create like a Facebook group just to sort of like keep in touch with everybody. Had I known it was going to become uh-huh. what it is today, I would have thought for more than two seconds about the name. Uh-huh. Um, and it just it just grew. <laughs> then it was can I invite the other assistants in my department? Sure. And then we're going to go get drinks. Can we invite other people in casting? And it just sort of grew from there. And then it became bi-coastal and it kind of just exploded. So it started in New York. Started in New York, yeah. Wow. And then 
people in Los Angeles found out about it and were like, oh, my God, we have to do this. Yeah, when we had assistance in the big bi-coastal agencies, they were like, oh, uh-huh. I'm going to invite our L.A. counterparts to join the group. And then L.A. casting people and then L.A. people in production. And it just sort of grew from there. And then we were doing monthly mixers in New York to sort of like meet everybody. And people reached out to me and they're like, we should we should do this in L.A. And I was like, you should. I don't live in L.A., so I, I can't plan it. <laughs> um, and it really started to take a life of its own. Okay, and I'm then, sorry. This is genius. Yes, it really is. Such an amazing idea. Such I, a great resource yeah. for assistance. Yeah. I once interviewed for another job, and uh, they asked me in the interview, they're like, have you heard of Awesome Assistance? You should really be in that. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. <laughs> and I was like, I I created it. So it's now on my resume, which I feel like is a little cheesy, but I was no, like... Oh, no, no. Claim all. that. Yeah. I'm Claim like, that. And so, Drew, you it got so big and 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 kind of overwhelming for Stephen that you joined um, and became an admin. Tell us about that. Yeah, so um, it's an interesting story. I, I moved to L.A. from Thailand. I was living in a Buddhist sanctuary and sort of dealing with trying to get rid of ego before I came to a place with a lot of mm. ego, as they say. Um, and I had heard about this group through a couple friends and finally was invited. And I was lucky enough to have acquired a couple of script libraries so that anyone who needed a script, I was sort of Johnny on the spot and could procure it or find a way to procure it. So it became sort of indispensable to a lot of agents' assistants and things like that. And eventually, um, I sort of realized that, you know, in this very capitalist system of Hollywood, that this was a chance to create a very egalitarian community. You know, like Oscar Wilde said something like, I don't want to look at a map that doesn't have a place for utopia. (laughs) And I grew up on a commune, and I don't think that you can ever take that out of a boy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I saw this as another way to build that here. Um, And I think that my strength is sort of rallying a community to bigger and bigger and bigger causes. And I think that's kind of what Stephen saw in me and why he let me become an admin. It's interesting because Sarah and I always say people succeed in groups, which I think is not often in a Los Angeles mentality. I think mm-hmm. people think if the person next to you succeeds, you're not going to. But actually, the exact opposite is true. So that's one thing yeah. I love about this group. Yeah. I think every assistant in this group has a better chance for success just by being in this group and supporting each other. And, I mean, that goes to exactly what you're saying, Drew. I don't know if I'd ever call L.A. utopia, (laughs) but uh, um, a little Facebook group can be. Or a big Facebook group in this case. No, and I I absolutely agree. I think, you know, not to get super political, but even I think the broader politics in our country right now, people have this notion of, well, if you're succeeding, then I'm somehow not going to succeed. Yeah. And I think success is not finite. And we can all do well. A high tide raises all boats. And if we help one another, you never know when down the line they're going to be able to help you. And I mean, I remember, it's, I think it was something in middle school where they said, you help other people out, not because you're expecting to get something in return, but because it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something that I really try to foster in this group because I've helped people out in the group. I don't expect them to help me in return, but maybe they will then push on that good karma or that goodwill to another assistant to then help it out. And it's all kind of a big circle of life. And it takes a village. Like we all have to, we're all trying to do the thing. Yes. So, This is something that surprised me about Los Angeles and I think surprises a lot of people who aren't here. It really is a community 
based on relationships yeah, mm-hmm. and based on people reaching out to each other and based on people helping each other. It's I don't it's also cutthroat. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's we've not been just stabbed that. in the back numerous times. Yeah. So but we've also I been. Yeah. But we've also been supported and yeah. brought up more times than I can count. Yes. And I love that Awesome Assistance creates a space for that. Um, now, first of all, what kind of things do members discuss for our listeners who, you know, don't know this world? A lot of different things. Um, I think it initially just started off kind of very socially and then it became more of a tracking board, which is where Drew really became beneficial with. I'm in ser- like I'm searching for this script or does anybody have contact information for this person in business affairs or this agent or this manager or what have you? And then there are times where people are just like, I mean, I've done this before, where an agent or an agency will email us an email pitch for a role that we're working on. And then it's this whole thing, why didn't they get an appointment? They're so great. And then I'm like, well, were they submitted online? And they weren't submitted. And it's like, Mm. well, then how are we supposed to know that they're available if you didn't submit them? And so I would vent about things that they do on that side. And then agents' assistants will vent on things that casting does. Uh (laughs) And it's great because then it also opens up a dialogue of, well, this is why we're doing this. Like, when we send appointments at 1130 at night, it's not because we thought that was the best time to send it for tomorrow. Right. (laughs) It's because something just came up. Right. Um, Yeah. And then Drew, I know Drew. people reach out to Drew about, we have this whole um, Ask Anonymous thing. Oh, Drew, tell us about that. That sounds intriguing. Yeah, so I, I sort of became a catch-all filter for a lot of the uh, group's questions that they didn't want attached to their own names. Mm. So they send them to me privately, and then I post them, and then everyone can answer. And they're everything from, you know, I've been a script coordinator for five years, and I feel like I can't make the next step. And, you know, what what did you guys do? Do you have any advice? You know, are there any reps looking right now to read people, et cetera, you know, to things like maybe this industry isn't for me. Mm. Have any of you left? Like, what, what do you feel? Do you miss it? So there's, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things. I, I feel like the world right now is very divided by social media in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. You have a split self. You have your self and then your social media self. And it seems like a lot of culture seems to be missing like ritual. Mm. And one of the things that I think Awesome Assistance has, oddly, is a very old-school ritual component where everyone comes together as a community to commiserate or celebrate, Mm. bring in the rains or bring in the sun. And and that's a really beautiful thing. And do you ever have problems with, like, cone of silence? Because we always say, oh, cone of silence, but it never really is a cone of silence. (laughs) Well, of course there's not. There's always going to be leakage. And, and I've, you know, I've never, ever, ever, ever broken the confidentiality of someone who sent me and, and ask anonymous thing. Um, just not my style. But and the realms I, of the I group, though. Quite impressed it with 8,000 people. Nothing severe has, has ever really leaked out of it. And, and, you know, not to sort of get too into it, but when the Me Too thing first started, uh, there were some hosts on the board that dealt with it and mm, I'm you sure. know, we're starting to name names or show screenshots and you know it became yet another thing that the assistants were rallying around yeah and it's, it's i think it's pretty impressive too with a group that large and we really don't have a way to sort of hamp yeah. down on somebody and we haven't really had anything major happen we've had you know sometimes somebody 
you know, kind of graduates out of awesome assistants and now their assistant is in the group. So they'll reach out and say, hey, my boss is in the group. Can we mm. remove them? And we'll do uh. that. We, and we're I think we're all the admins. We're all very open to like reach out to us if you have concerns. Um, but then there's also things like if I'm looking for a script and let's say that script is supposed to be like totally top secret right now and nobody's supposed to have it. But like it's obviously out there. Right. Like. Maybe don't, and then we've sort of instilled these rules, but like if you're like, I'm looking for, you know, this big project, all you have to do is say like, you don't have to be like, great, I'll send it to you. Right. Because that kind of puts you on the line and we can't protect that person if there is an NDA or something like that. But all they have to do is then the person who initially commented, they can just respond with, okay, I've got it. So that way, if somebody wants to send it to them anonymously or if somebody wants to send it to them, ah. then they're able to do that. And then nobody's putting their name out there as like, well, I did this thing. And that's sort of to protect people. Because, you know, sometimes we do need like if your boss is like, I need this yes. thing, I need the thing. Um, and that's what the group is great for about kind of, you know, it's not like we're going to then post these pages of this script on Craigslist or sell right. the script. Right. Like That's not what we're doing. We're all just trying to do our job. And the group is also it's great for that. It's also great for very basic things like, hey, I we're on the Fox lot now. What are good lunch places nearby? Right. <laughs> and we have we have like files in the group of good lunch places in this part of town. Good lunch places in this part of town. I need a, a that's fantastic. A yeah. I need somebody who's, who can deliver flowers. <laughs> right. Yeah, doctors, therapists. I mean, we have a medical list for you know people who work off hours because assistants wow. have such grueling long hours. We basically have everything you would need to be an assistant in those files. And we've heard that you're there's an offshoot, excellent uh, executives. <laughs> Tell us about that. Yeah, that's relatively new. Um, we were just starting to see, because, you know, it is seven years old now, <laughs> we're starting to see a lot of the original members who haven't left Hollywood um, graduating into higher and higher roles. I mean, there, there were people in the group who were heads of development and mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, managers and even directors and everything at every level in the studios. There were people who were agents and people who were managers. And we just realized that um, while Awesome Assistance is great at a certain level, there's also conversations that are, uh, I hate to say, a little bit more advanced, but just in a, in a different realm. Right. And uh, we created that. And then we also just created uh, something for interns, incredible interns. Oh, of course. <laughs> nice. I mean, who needs a group more than interns? They're really in the dark. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. And, and, it, and it's a place where, let, let's say, there is that script and it's maybe more top secret or whatever, and you're not willing to share it in Awesome Assistance because there's 8,000 members. But you, if you know you're talking to a, a CE or that you really want it to, or it's a CE that you trust or something like that, that excellent executives kind of, it's the same thing, but on again, like on a higher scale. And I think we're trying to find those niches. And then within the group, outside of those offshoots, we have the Awesome Assistance LGBTQ group. We have an Awesome Assistance Feminista group. We have offshoots to find our community within this broader community. Yeah, and you also have a New York group, a London group, a Canadian group, an Atlantic group, a Florida production group. <laughs> uh, every single borough of New York probably has one at this point in every community in L.A. So it's, it's just turned into something really wild. When you first came in, um, you said something about until the next purge. So I'm dying to know what that means. What is until the next purge? Oh, man. Do you, you purge occasionally? You, I, I can I can tackle how that happened, and then you can, you can <laughs> go into it. Um, that took a long time. So, yeah, it did. Uh, 
while we say that nothing ever leaks, there was one incident where a an AA vented on the board and it got back to their boss and they were dismissed. I mean, this mm. was like one out of how many how many years? I think it was like seven. Yeah. And it we realized quite quickly that either there was a mole or, or something was happening. So we went through and we just posted, hey, you know, if you don't have your job listed, um, you're you're being removed from the group. And then we went through, I think it was up to 7,000 at that point and knocked it back down to 5,400. But that was, that was a lot of work. Yeah. We, all the admins, we sort of split up like alphabet by name right. and just you had to look and it had to be accessible to non-members. And if you got pulled, because you, you know, privacy settings on Facebook, you can have your job available for friends, but not for mm-hmm. strangers. So it's like, if I can't see it, that's what's going to happen. We created like an admin account so you could friend the admin account. We also said, hey, if you're Steven Spielberg's assistant and you don't want that on your Facebook, email us, mm, let right. us know yeah. and let us somehow like verify that. And then we would add them in. Well, it's great that you sort of take responsibility like that, because that's probably what keeps the group thriving in such a great way that you're actually paying attention to who's in it. Yeah. yeah. And, you have and to. It working needs to, be a safe to make space. it safe. Yeah. Um, and we have to ask you guys, um, so this is Awesome Assistance. You both started this, you know, I, I would assume at the very outset of your career. Mm-hmm. Um, are you still assistants? What's going on with you guys? Um, I work in casting still. I'm a casting associate. Uh, we, I have Disney's Andy Mack. Uh, I just finished the second season of The OA. We have uh, five points on Facebook. Wow. Um, a couple of different projects. Outside of casting, I write and produce. I have a feature that just had its world premiere. My producing partner and I are trying to pitch a couple of shows. So I'm sort of doing that. And so I'm no longer assisting necessarily um, as I'm a casting associate, but I still do have bosses that I help make their lives happen. (laughs) (laughs) So you're moving up the ladder. Moving up the Hollywood ladder. How about you, Drew? I was an awesome assistant until actually last Friday. Oh, Mm. I set up three feature projects to write, so I'm kind of busy doing what I came uh, to L.A. to do, which is write. And funnily enough, I get to write them with my girlfriend, who I also met in the group. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome for awesome assistance. (laughs) I mean, the group's, like, seriously, the group's given me, like, everything. It's given me friends, connections. Like almost like a family. It's 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 very much like a wildly extended family. It's kind of a home. And Stephen was saying that the first baby has been born from connections made in the group. We uh, a former intern of mine met a covering assistant at an agency, and she sort of said something embarrassing on the phone, thinking that it was me, and it was not. Um, <laughs> and I connected them. They've gotten married, and they just had a baby. Yay! Which is really wow. exciting. Um, and if you guys, before we let you go, if somebody wants to join Awesome Assistance, because uh, we have a lot of assistants listen to our show, how do they do it? Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd say look either of us up and send us a private message. Or you can reach Facebook. out to other assistants that you know. And if yeah. if you know another assistant, they can add you in. And then we have a little panel in the group that says, like, these people are have been added and then admins have to approve them in. Ah, okay, okay. great. And it tells us who added them. So that way, if ah. if Bill keeps adding Janine and she's not an assistant, then we can then have a way of sort of going to Bill and be like, what are you doing? Why do you keep adding non assistance to the group yeah, and then we can we get a of, lot of people trying to add actors or uh, oh. like real estate 
people a lot, which is kind of funny. Because they're looking for, like, connections. makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, they're looking for connections. Come on, man. That's not what this group is about. Yeah. Are we gonna Are we gonna ever own a home? No. Nah, <laughs> oh, you will. Oh, you one will. of these days, you have you three will. scripts going. It will happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations on all your extraordinary success. It Thank sounds you. like a terrific group. Yeah, we're excited. And I wish it had existed when we yes. were assistants. Well, Thanks, you guys, for helping um, keep that train moving. Yeah, I, and I do think that one thing that's really great about it is that. There's a sort of overall sense of accountability that exists in the group that our generation is going to be better than the generations yeah. before us, that we're going to treat people better, that we're going to you know, try to pay fair wages, et cetera. And I think because it's so everyone knows each other now, it's, it's kind of like they'll call you out eventually <laughs> if, <laughs> if they see those things sort of being pushed to the side. I really do feel that way. Well, I am counting on your generation to make the world better. So we are. <laughs> it's good to hear. Yes. <laughs> Thank you guys so awesome. much. Thank for you guys so in. much. Thank you. Coming up, we'll share a Hollywood hack that can be a little bit of a white lie. But first, an ad break. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com Therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com Therapy60. And now it's time for this week's Hollywood Hack. Put the word A before lunch or dinner if you want to give the impression that you're working through mealtime. Yes, because um, whenever we have professional dinners, I think this is true for or lunches for everyone in Hollywood and maybe other industries. Probably, yeah. You say, I have a lunch or a dinner, mm-hmm. and that indicates that it's some sort of meeting, right. not just lunch or dinner. Yeah. Um, And so if you have a boss that you want, you know, you want your boss to think you're working through lunch, for instance, but you're really meeting a friend, if you just say, I have a lunch, they will assume that it's something business related. Yes, that it's networking. Whereas if you say, I'm going to lunch, it's just like, oh, you're just going to do something fun and casual. Yes. And if you want to see, if you want to just give off the impression for whatever reason that you're busy and doing things constantly. Say, I have a dinner tonight, and you will appear to be working. It's just a funny thing. It is. Just one little word. Like for our friends in the Awesome Assistance Facebook group, perfect thing to do with their bosses. Yes. It's like, I have a dinner tonight, so I have to be out of here by 7 o'clock. And they'll think, ooh, my assistant is so on it. Yes. And working to advance my career. Yes. <laughs> Add A before lunch or dinner. I want to hear if people do this. Let us know if you guys do this, because um, I think it's pretty genius. <laughs> 
And now it's time for this week's celebrity sighting. Sarah, you had a doozy. I did. I was so excited because, you know, you don't always see celebrities in L.A. And I felt like I was in a bit of a celebrity desert. Uh Um, And then I was walking on Ventura Boulevard in Studio City and I saw Sarah Gilbert. Yeah, and for oh, go ahead. Who could not be more topical? Yes, Sarah Gilbert. For anyone, and I don't know how anyone could not know this, <laughs> plays Darlene on Roseanne, and will play Darlene in the upcoming The Connors, the offshoot of the now um, extinct Roseanne show. And she also created the talk. Um, which is a talk show on CBS that I am a huge fan of, and I DVR every day. And I'm slightly obsessed with Sarah Gilbert because yeah, I think you she's a been, genius. You would have been even more excited than me oh, to see Sarah Gilbert. I would have gone insane. I would have gone nuts. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's just interesting because she has had this, like, white-hot light on her. Yeah. Um, with this Roseanne situation. Mm-hmm. Well, and she... Is, am I right that she's the one who sort of put the show back together? Yes. Um, uh, John Goodman was actually on the talk. I saw the episode because I do DVR the talk. <laughs> and it just sort of came up in conversation. Hey, I think someone said, would you guys ever do a reboot of Roseanne? And John Goodman said, yeah, sure, I'd do it. And Sarah Gilbert, you could see her going, you would? Like wheels turning? Yes. And then I thought was the start of the whole thing. And she called all of the cast members, got everyone on board, um, and was an executive producer mm-hmm. on the reboot of Roseanne, um, which then, of course, ended abruptly when um, Roseanne tweeted racist, anti-Semitic tweets. And um, it really needed to just go away at that point. But so many people were out of work that ABC rallied to do um, the spinoff, The Connors. Um, So everybody kept their jobs. That was the good news. Which is great. And I'm sure Sarah Gilbert was right in there as an executive producer and as someone who was putting this project together, like rallying to get the Connors picked up. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So when I saw her, I just thought, oh, my gosh, what she has been oh, through oh my God. the last month. Did she just... look relaxed or did she look incredibly stressed out? She did, actually. She looked great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Sarah Gilbert, we're rooting for you. Good sighting. <laughs> and that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. Email us or send us a voice memo at happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and please subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you to Stephen Tyler O'Connor and Drew Moreland of Awesome Assistance. Thanks to our producer, the amazing Chuck Reed, and everyone at Sancola Sound. Thanks to the awesome ad team at Panoply. Thank you to our assistant, Mary Merkins, for being an awesome assistant. Woohoo! And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft and Sarah is at S. Fain. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join the conversation. Until next week, I'm Sarah Fain. And I'm Liz Craft. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. It's like, I feel like I really want to work on my voice. Just like make it sound better. <laughs> But if you did, you would lose what's distinctive about you. I guess.